Good Hoshana Rabbah. Recording now the Shir to take place for Ezra Hashem on the first day of uh, last day's Yom Tif, in other words, on Shemini Al-Teres, Hashem. Um, we're holding now, <coughs> we're holding on Yudzayin Omid Beis in the Vilna edition, um, probably about, I'm guessing about uh, eight, nine lines up, um, where it says Tamon Toninon, there's two dots towards the end, towards the end of the page, Tamon Toninon. We say Tamon Toninon, we've learned over there, in Abidazara, Eidid Varim Shal Goyim, the following things, from Goyim, Asurin, Aosur, Isuron Isur Hanoya. And they're not only Osur Bachilo, they're also Osur Bahano. The Isur is an Isur Hano. Number one, Hayayin, wine of a Goy, because of Yayin Nesach. The wine of a Goy could well have been poured out by the Zorah, which is Osur Bahano. Vihachimet Shal Goyim, and vinegar of goyim, shayam it's yayin, because it was originally wine. In other words, if you buy vinegar from a goy, which started out as wine, then the chashash is that maybe whilst it was still wine, he made it into yayin esach. The fact that it's vinegar now doesn't help you. And number three is the cheres hadraini. Cheres hadraini is um, earthenware, it's a, t- a type of earthenware called hadraini. And what they used to do is, there was a certain type of earthenware which was extremely porous. Extremely por- porous. Um, they didn't, because they didn't actually put it in a kiln, it seems, was, was the reason. And what they would do is, they would put the wine into, the, into, the, uh, into this uh, barrel, let's say, of Cheres Hadraini, and the wine would just literally seep into the walls of the clay. And then when it had all seeped into the walls of the creed, they'd break it up and they'd be able to take it with them on, into battle or into a journey, wherever they had to go, they would be able to take it with them because they'd take it just as a piece of pot shard. And then when they wanted wine, they'd soak the pot shard in water and all the wine would come out. So therefore, this Cheres Hadraini is obviously also an Ottoman or because if it came from a goy, the chances are that it's got yai in there, I mean, not just chance, I'll have Yain there, that Yain may well have been Yain Nasech. So therefore, the Cheres Hadraini is also Bahanol. As it happens, the Ma'araf Fulda says that they actually, when they made the, the uh, barrel, they would, um, when they put the clay, they, they would knead the clay in wine. That's actually how they, how they would do it. And then, when they break, as I said, they'd then soak the, the clay in, uh, in water and the wine would come out. Same idea. So Rabbi Zeira B'Shem Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Zira said, B'Shem Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Mehi. You should know the author of this Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. How do I know it's Rabbi Meir? The Tani, because it's been taught, Cheres Hadraini is Osur. This special type of other way is Osur. The Isur is Hanoya. And the Isur is an Isur Hanoya. Because of the Ayin Esach Shabbai. And the Gersu, the Gon Azein, Abbas Azein, is Dibri Rabbi Meir. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. So you see that Rabbi Meir is the author of that Mishnah in Abed Azorah. So the Gemara clarifies, Ma non kayobin, because by the way, it continues on there, it says, Isura Isura Hanoya, Dibri Rabbi Meir, the Chachomim, and the Chachomim, okay, you have to sort of, according to the Marapul, it actually says this there, the Chachomim, Eino Masur in Hanoya, the Cheres Hadraini is not Osur Bahanoya. So the Gemara asks, Ma non kayom, what are we talking about? In Mishan Osnabitabshil, if you take this Cheres and you put it into your Tabshil and you cook it up, and therefore any wine in there will come into the Tabshil, so, also. everyone would agree that's also. Even the Chachom would agree that's also. Because you're actually having the Yain Nasser. That's not a question of Hanor. 
If we're talking about that you take the cheres and you go along to a goy and you say to the goy, this cheres is worth 50 pounds. But, it's only worth 50 pounds because it's got wine in it. If you take out the wine, if you take out the value of the wine inside it, it's worth, let's say, 40 pounds. So, to sell it for 40 pounds, you're selling it for what it's worth minus the wine. Everyone agrees that's mustard because you're not selling it for the wine. You're not getting any honor from the wine. On the contrary, you're taking off the value of the wine. So, everyone would agree that's mutter. So, what exactly is the makhluks? Where does Rabbi Meir say it's osabarno and the Chachamim say it's mutabarno? Elokinon kayomin. Rather, what are we talking about? The shenosna agabi tavshil. What he does, he doesn't stick it into the tavshil. He sticks it on top of a boiling tavshil, which means the steam rises up and it draws out the reach, draws out the scent of the wine. That's the Machlokes. Rabbi Meir says, well, you're getting the sense of the wine now in the food. That's Osobarno. You can't do that. Whereas the Chachom would say, it's not a problem. You're not actually getting the wine, and therefore it's perfectly mutter. Says the Gemara, What would be the din? Could you take this piece of Cheres and use it to support the legs of a bed? In other words, one of the legs is a bit shorter than the others, so I'll stick a piece of Cheres underneath that leg to wedge it underneath. So I'm not really getting Hanor from the wine. The wine is just inside. So... It's getting Hanor from the Cheres. What's the din? So Rabbi Leza Omar also, Rabbi Leza says, also, because at the end of the day, that Cheres is made up, part of the Cheres is of its makeup is swallowed up inside. There's wine, so it's also. But Rabbi Yechon and Omar Musa, Rabbi Yechon says, Musa, because you're not getting Hanor from the wine. It's nothing to do with the wine. Rabbi Yechon Ba'a Kumi Rabbi Zira. Rabbi Yechon asked the following shine in front of Rabbi Zira. Top of Yud Chesom and Aleph in the Vilna edition. What about the Beged that we've learnt over here? Referring to the the um, the, the beged which we've uh, had in our in, in our Mishnah that we said if you uh, dye a beged beklipe orlo with the peels of orlo skin, um, so the din is you dye the beged with it you have to burn the beged. So what would be the din? Um, could you support a bed because it's osvano by the way right obviously because it's osvano. Could you use that piece of cloth to support the leg of a bed? Again, the same thing. You're not getting Hanor from the die. Would it be the same Machlokes or not? What, what would be the dip? Or do you say here, maybe here is worse. You know why? Because here you can at least, you can see the die. With the Cheres with the drying, I'll tell you why Rabbi Yochanan says more, because he says you can't even see the wine. It's inside. So it's the Chal, why should it be also? At least here you can see the die. It may not be the die which is actually supporting the bed. What, how do you look at it? So, what's the difference to support the bed with it? So the ikpin lekuvle. So Rabbi Yehuda who asked this, Rabbi Zeir got very upset with him. The ikpin, he got upset lekuvle with his question. Omali said to him, "Afilu lemanzu Omat Tamon Mutter." Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who is Maseret in the case of the Cheres Hadrani to support the bed, Hacha Oser here it's Oser because Tamon, as we said over there in the case of the Cheres Hadrani, Einisur and Nika. You, you can't. You, it's not Nika. It's not recognizable there. So where is it? Show me where it is. It's swallowed up inside. You can't see it. From Hocha Isurinikabas here, you can actually see this. It's the dye. You can see the colour of the beggar. That is, the colour is Orla and therefore can't use it at all. Burn the whole beggar. Burn that whole piece. Omar Rabbi Chagai says Rabbi Chagai, Kaz Nochtis min Ilfa, when I came off the ship, came off the sh- a ship, Shomit Kali Rabbiako Baracho, I heard the voice of Rabbiako Baracho, that Yosef Machni was sitting there and teaching, was sitting there learning the following uh Mishnayas. And he said, our Mishnah, first of all, If you have a beggar which has been dyed with the peels of Orlo, 
Yedolik has to be burnt, also by not burn it. Vitoninon, another Mishnah we've learned. Not al Hayimena, this is in Avodah Zorah. Not al Hayimena, if a person took from, let's say, an Asherah tree, basically a tree which is Avodah Zorah, if a person took from it Karkoid, or Karkor, which is basically you take a, probably a branch and you make it into, it's, it's a certain shape, it's a shaped cleat that they use for weaving. They use it for weaving. It's got a, a, a sharp point to it. And you make it from wood of the Asherah tree. Also Bahanoya, it's also Bahanoya, you, you're not allowed to use it because you've got to get rid of it. And if a person, the Mishnah continues on then, it says, if a person went ahead and he used it to weave a beggar with it, also Bahanoya, the whole beggar is also Bahanoya. So far, more or less like our Mishnah in Orla, same thing. You, you, uh, you uh, dyed the beggar with it, with the Orla skins, burn it. You use this, uh, this wood of Asherah tree, to, to, uh, to weave your bag also no. Then the Mishnah says, so it's actually a different Mishnah in Avedah Zorah, says, Yainesach that fell into a burr, it's a big pit of, of wine. Kulo also bahanoya, as we know, Yainesach, as we've already learned, in wine, it falls into its own kind, into wine, into wine it makes it also even the kosher. So the whole pit, the whole pit of wine is all Asabanor now. The Toninon. But, here comes the but. And we've learned, in Avedazara, that Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel over, Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says, on that last case of the wine, he says, there's an Eitzah, you don't have to get rid of all of it. You can sell the whole lot to a goy, minus the Ayin Nesef Shabbat. So in other words, you say, look, there was a whole pit of wine here, which was worth, let's say, 500 pounds. And the Yain Nesach, which fell in, was only, uh, was only worth a pound. So instead of selling it for 501 pounds, which is the value of, of this wine, you sell it for 500 pounds. So you won't be getting any other from the Yain Nesach. The Goy can have the Yain Nesach anyway, so everyone's happy. So what the Gemara wants to know is, well, should I say, what Rabbi Yaakov wants to know, he's sitting there learning these Mishnahites, and he says, I don't understand. Why didn't Rabbi Shimon Gamliel say the same thing on the other two cases, namely in the case in our Mishnah? You took a beggar, you dyed it with Orla skin, to sell it to a goy! For the value of, of a plain piece of cloth, a plain beggar before it's being dyed. Minus the dye. So too in the case of the, the thing which you wove, you wove the beggar using this, this uh, special implement. So sell it, sell him, sell him the, the, the garment, as if it was made without that. So it wouldn't be as good quality, so sell it to him for that value. Why can't you do that? So, Omer Rabbi Yaakov Yaakov, so Rabbi Yaakov Yaakov, he said, Rabbi Chagai Kashte, that, it seems actually Rabbi, Rabbi Chagai was the one who had the kasha. He heard, he heard, he says, I heard Rabbi Yaakov Yaakov teaching these Mishnahis, and Rabbi, Rabbi Chagai says, I overheard all these Mishnahis, and I was wondering, why didn't Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel comment on the case in Orla and the case of, 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 uh, of Asherah tree? So Rabbi Yaakov Ayakov, he finished off the story and he says, Rabbi Chagai Kashte, Rabbi Chagai was the one who asked the Kasha after he heard Rabbi Yaakov teaching the Mishnahis when he came off the ship. And Rabbi Chagai Kaime, Kaimo. Rabbi Chagai himself also answered it. What's the answer? It's not a din in Osama Hanor. But me, you're right, you could do that. My cousin, what's the answer? This is just a very simple practical difference. 
Tamon, over there in the case of the wine, It's not the derech of Jews to buy wine from a goy. Understandably, because you never know where that wine's been. You don't know if it's Yai Nasef. So people generally don't buy wine from a goy. So going back to our case, so you sell him this, this bar of wine, for 500 pounds minus the Yai fine. And the goy will keep it. He'll drink it all himself. He'll sell it on to other goyim. He's not gonna, it's never going to come to a yid. But, the Rav, however, hocha, in the case of a beget, it's perfectly normal for yidim to go along to a goy to buy their, their garments. So if you sell the beget to the, to the, to the goy, minus the value of the asherah branch, or minus the value of the klipe orla, that's fine. But the, the, you're going to be machshil another yid, because what's going to happen? A yid will come along to this goy, and he'll buy the beget. Not knowing that in order to make this beget, the die was klipe orla. Or not knowing that the beggar was made using this karkar of an asherah tree. So because of that, we say, don't sell it. And by the way, it's, it's perhaps even worse, the fact that if somebody were to see you selling it to a goy, they'd assume, ah, oh, it's a yid who made this beggar, must definitely be alright. Whereas in the case of the wine, it's fine that I sold it to him, but what happened with the wine afterwards? No one's going to buy it. Once the wine gets into the hands of a goy, no one will buy it from him. So therefore, there's nothing to be choshish for. Whereas in the case of the beggar, there is what to be choshish for. There. And other years who sees what's going on, who come to the grain or buy the beggar, not realizing that uh, the, the reason why the guy got such a good price for it was because there was iser in it. And therefore we say, just get rid of it, burn it, get rid of the beggar. Next halacha, halacha base. On Yudchess Omedalus. Says the Mishnah, Hatzavea Meloi Hasit. Viklipe Orla. Now Meloi Hasit is the the gap, the space between one's thumb, if you spread out your fingers, between your thumb and the first finger there. Right? There are, that's one shitter, and another shitter is it's between the one finger and the next. The first two fingers, in other words, between finger number one, not the thumb, take out the thumb, between finger number one and two. But uh, whichever one it is, it's called the Malasit. Somebody who dies a thread of that length, Malasit, so it's, I don't know, I don't know, 10 centimetres, whatever it is, I don't know what Malasit is. Fine. Five, ten centimetres, and he dies it. The Klipe Orla, using the peels of Orla skin, or, of, uh, well, the peels of Orla fruit. The Orla go over a And then he weaves that thread into a beggar. The Enyadua Ezehu, he doesn't know where it is anymore. It's now mixed into the beggar. So Rabbi Meir, Omer Rabbi Meir says, Yidolik HaBeggar. You have to get rid of the whole beggar. And this is Rabbi Meir the Shitoso, because Rabbi Meir holds the, the, fir- the first uh, mission in this parak. Once Orla gets something of Orla gets mixed up with everything with 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 other things, you have to burn the whole lot. It's not bottom. Whereas the Chachomim, the Chachomim, they say Lishitosom. Yeah, the Be'echod Mosayim. No, it's bottle one in two hundred. The Chiddush here, by the way, is that even though it's only one chut, it's only one one thread inside the whole beggar, you would have thought at least Rabbi Meir would agree. No, Rabbi Meir's not. He says the whole beggar has to be burnt as a result of it. It's not bottle one in two hundred. If a person weaves this length of thread, but it's not thread this time, it's mitzemer habachar. I mean, maybe it is thread, but this thread is made, it's nothing to do with the dyeing this time. He takes um, the wool of a bachar, an animal which is a bachar, which is obviously is supposed to go to a cave, got kadusha, and somebody takes the wool off that and he weaves it into a beggar. Malasit. The amount he weaves in is Malasit. 
So, the din is the whole beggar has to be burnt. I'll get rid of the whole beggar. I will mention that the Rush writes, the Marafullah points this out, we're talking about here a Bukhar which has, which has a mum. A Bukhar ba'al mum. Because if it didn't have a mum, this would be Kochen. Yeah, a Bukhar which is, which is perfect, is a tam, it doesn't have a mum, it has to be shafted, and the base time they it, it's Kochen, it's Mamish Kochen. And we're going to learn just a, a, a couple of lines time there, Hashem, that Kochim, even a culture, you don't need to sit. even just the smallest amount of Kochim, it's not a bottle. So the fact that it says Malasit, says the Rash, is because we're talking about a Bukhar Baal Mum. Once it's a Baal Mum, the Hadotha is, it's, it's not really Kochim. Um, I mean, it's got some Kedusha, obviously, to it. But, um, you therefore need Malasit. That's what he points out. Anyway, so a person weaves this into a beggar, so we say the whole beggar does one, or get rid of it. Yudodik. Nisea Nozir. So too, if a person weaves into, uh, now, this time, he takes hair of a Nozir. We know the Nozir's hair also has to be burnt. So it's burnt under the Shlomim. I think it's the Shlomim that he brings. Or is it under the Osham? It's, it's, it's burnt on, under his Korbonis. And, um, we know it's, it says, Kodishia, Gadel Teras, Aroshai. He's supposed to burn it. And uh, somebody took one of those hairs and he's going to weave it into, we'll see what, what exactly he weaves it into, but, um, or a person takes a, um, a, a hair from a chamor, which is a petah chamor. A petah chamor basically is an animal, a chamor obviously, a donkey, which is the firstborn to its, uh, its uh, petah chamor, it's the firstborn to its mother. And we know a petah chamor, what you're supposed to do is redeem it redeem its Kedusha onto a sheep and give the sheep to the, to the Kohen. But if a person didn't do that, then we say, but after you have to, you sort of basically kill the, you break the neck, you, you kill the Pesach Hanor. And it's Osama Hanor. You do Arifa on it, it's Osama Hanor. We learn it, it's a of Arifa, Arifa from Egel Arufa. So it's Osama Hanor. So if a person took a hair from such a Pesach Hanor, which had Arifa done on it, and uh, Basak, he weaves it into, into a sack. Because when it comes to... Sack is made from hair. Goat's hair, the animal hair, even human hair, apparently. Whereas um, clothes are made from senna, from wool, that, the, the, those sort of materials. So this is weave, this woven into, into a sack. He's on a kasak, same halacha, you've got to get rid of the whole sack. So we've, we've learned here the halacha is not just not limited to all of these halachas. Also with senna of the khar, as we said, we're talking about balmum. The person takes that as an if even of a Balmum, the Halacha, even though it's Balmum, it doesn't have the same Kedusha, but the Sog goes for and you're not allowed to share it, you're not allowed to take the sharing. And if a person did, and he wove, wove into the beggar, even just the Madasit, the whole beggar has to be, has to be burnt. So to the hair of a Nozir, or of a Petachamur, which has Arifa down on it, also Osavano, and if a person weaves the Madasit into the beggar, then um, he has to um, burn the whole beggar. Uva Mukdoshit. But if a person takes, let's say, of the hair or whatever it is, of a muktoshin, of an animal which is proper kochin, kudush sakuv is proper kochin, the halacha is mekadshin kolshin. Those are mekadish, those will not be bottled even the smallest amount. You don't need to madas it this time. The smallest amount, you have to burn the whole baguette, or the whole sack. Says the Gemara, man tano sit. Who is the tano who teaches about this malaya sit? Who is it that says you need a malaya sit? And not less than it. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Meir, it's Rabbi Meir. 
The Rav, however, Karabonin, according to the Rabonon, who sits, who pockets may sit. It makes no difference whether it's a sit or pockets may sit. And what's the Peshat? The Peshat is like this. Rabbi Meir holds that once you've got a Malaya sit in your beggar, if you've got a thread which is this length of Malaya sit, 5, 10 centimetres, whatever it is, there's no bittle. Even 1 in 500 won't be bottle. So since he's so machna on that side, he says, but in order to say that, that it won't be bottled even 1 in 500, it's got to be a Malaya sit. If it's less than a Malasit, then it'll be bottle 1 in 200. But once it's a Malasit, then it's going to be bottle, it won't be bottle at all. Whereas according to the Rabbonon, the Rabbonon say, even if it is a Malasit, it's bottle 1 in 200. So according to them, it's not going to make a difference whether it's Malasit, or half a Malasit, or quarter, or a tenth of it. It won't make a difference. It's always going to be bottle 1 in 200. It's only Rabbi Meir, when we talk about Manasseh and our Mishnah, why do we talk about Manasseh? It's not for the shit of the Rabbon, because the Rabbon will say either way, it's bottle 1 in 200. You can have 10 Manasseh long, it won't make a difference. It'll always be bottle 1 in 200. Because the Rabbon and Hall, only, there are only 6 things which are never bottle. So, um, the fact that we talk about Manasseh is only because of shit has Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, who's saying that it will not be bottle, no matter how much other, other material you've got there, that will only be the case when you've got some Manasseh. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Bun Omar, Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Bun, he said, Omar um, Nehmeshem Rabbi Yechonon, he said the following thing in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, and so too Rabbi Yasser Beshem Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yasser said the same idea in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, what is that? Semer Bechor, if a person takes the wool of a Bechor, as we've spoken about in the Mishnah, Shetarfoy, and instead of making it into a, into a uh, thread, and then putting the thread into a beggar, all he does is, he takes the semer in its raw, raw state, and he mixes it together, Shatarfa, he mixes it together with other wool. And maybe he makes it into a piece of, of felt, in other words, which is not woven. There, bottle barov. We say it's bottle barov. When do we say that it messes up the whole beggar, the one in two hundred, whatever it is? That's only if you put it in as a thread. A thread into the whole beggar, then the whole beggar's messed up. But if you take the stemmer as it is and you mix it together with the other stemmer, it's bottle barov, a special colour. Now, the next little bit is very, very difficult depending on what girsa you go with, etc. I'm going to first go with the girsa, the, the way the, way the Gaon explains it, and his girsa. And that is like this. He changes it very slightly, but it fits very nicely through, so I'll go with the Gaon first one, and then I'll try and sort of uh, play with it a little bit to explain one or two other mahalkam. The Gaon learns that Eise is as we normally translate Eise. It's a question. Rabbi Chiyo asked, Rabbi Chiyo of Tipuri, he asked in front of Rabbi, Ami, Rabbi Imi the following question. He said that we've learned in a brighter, litra bishmaina. Litra is is a measure, obviously. A litra of a litra of uh, of wool of a bechor in eight liters of of uh, of other wool. And most a lot of people have changed. A lot of mavoshim say it's not v'lehuri; it's rather it's v'lehodu, uh, and they wouldn't agree. What this means to say is, obviously, in this brighter, they were trying to they were trying to say, well, we've got one liter of semer of bechor in eight liters of normal semer, it should be bottle, but they wouldn't agree. So you see, from this brighter, even one in eight is not bottle, and you're telling me that there's bittel below one in two is bottle. One in one and yeah, one in two is bottle. You do bittel below. Can't be. That's the question, right? That's Rabbi Chiyot's question. 
you're telling me that there's little bit over Tzemer, and him got a price where they wouldn't even agree that one in eight is bottle. So now the Gong takes out the next words, Ilule de Omar and he says, you just go like this, Ilule Masniso, yeah, you read it like this, Ilule Masniso, Velo Masnison he, that's how you read it. In other words, why are you asking, Ilule Masniso, if not for the bride, you wouldn't have a problem? Don't you have a problem from our Mishnah? Why are you asking for a brighter? Ilule Masniso, if not for the bride, you'd be fine? What about, why didn't you ask from the Mishnah? Why, what did we learn in the Mishnah? We said in our Mishnah, There you go, it's Semer. A person weaves into a garment, just a Malayasit, small amount, into, of, 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 uh, of, um, of wool into a baguette. Wool of a Bechom, into a Bechom, a baguette. You've got to get rid of you've got to get rid of the whole baguette. Well, that's definitely not Vittal Barov, is it? Why didn't you ask from the Mishnah? So Omar Lehi, Sir Rebichiyah, said back, he said, I'll tell you why I didn't ask from the Mishnah. Ilu itas, in fact, sorry. Just one second. Yeah. So he, he answered back, he said, Ilu itasvat tamon, if you were to ask from the Mishnah, See, I'm, the only thing is I'm not sure, according to the Gons Peshat, I'm just trying to see, it doesn't say clearly who is, because obviously the original question from the bride was Rabbi Chiyo asking. Yeah? That was his question. One would presume that Rabbi Imi was the one who said to him, why don't you ask from the Mishnah? And he's answering back and he says, if you were to ask, and obviously, although he's the one who's asking the question, if you were to ask from Ilu Etatsvat Tamon, if you were to ask from there, i.e. from the Mishnah, is Havas yours? It would be perfectly fine. It's also possible that somebody else asked, why didn't Rabbi Chia ask from the Mishnah? And Rabbi Imi is replying to that person, no, because if, if, or maybe Rabbi Chia is even pointing out, he says, I could have asked from the Mishnah as well. But, uh, and Rabbi Imi is then answering and saying, no, if you were to ask from the Mishnah, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been a problem. So said, I'm not sure exactly who the, who's suggesting we should have asked from the Mishnah and who's answering back. But the, because Ilu Tasvat, as far as I'm aware, means if you would have asked. So, what it's saying is, either way it's saying, if you were to ask for the Mishnah, it's, it's about yours, it would have been perfectly fine. In other words, there wouldn't have been a question. The reason being, because the Mishnah is talking about it was made into a chut, it was made into a thread. A thread in a beggar is not bottle, and a chanami. That's why I would have answered you. But by asking from the Bryson, that's why we've got a problem, because the Bryson says, Semen, not a chut, just stum wool. Wool, mixed together with other wool, even one in eight is not bottom. And you're telling me it's bottom, right? That's why we ask from the brighter. The, the question from the brighter is much better. That's the way the gone, that's the way the gone learns the Gemara. As I said, but obviously it needs to, you need to change the gears a little bit. Another way of learning it is that Eisve, Rebishiyah Tzipoirah, is not, it's not a question. Eisve is an expression of Teshuvah. So it can also mean that he answered. And the way you Various Mephoshim want to learn it is Mara. Fulda learns about this, is that Eisei Rebichiyot Tzipoirah, Kumi Rebi Imi, means Rebichiyot, somebody asked in front of Rebi Imi, was, was wanted to know, Bittal Barov, what do you mean Bittal Barov? Is that one in two, one in three, one in four? How much do you need in order to be Mavatul it? Or it could even be, that's the way they explain it, I would venture to suggest, I mean Bittal Barov surely means one in two. But, um, perhaps you could suggest that there was a case which was brought in front of them, 
And that is the way some explain it, by the way. They explain it's not Esau, it should read Icy, that was brought in front of them, or as it happens, it was Rabbi Chia brought it in front of Rabbi Imi, and Rabbi Imi is the one passing on it. Right? But if we're going to go with the sort of the Ma'arah Fulzus Peshat, using the idea that Esau means he answered, I would suggest Rabbi Chia was responding to a there. And Rabbi Chia responded, Esau, Rabbi Chia, Tipur, Rabbi Chia from Tipur, he responded, Kumi Rabbi Imi, in front of Rabbi Imi, to a question, somebody was asking about this. He said, litra bishmona, the one litre and eight is definitely bottom. Whether he was saying that's the amount, that's how they seem to understand it, that's what Bittleborough is, or like I'm suggesting, he was saying, you've got a litre in eight, that's perfectly fine. But velo hodu, velo holy. Now again, the gifts they bring is, velo hodu. If you've got velo holy, you can also say it means they wouldn't be moira hurrah, they wouldn't pass on it, they wouldn't evaluate. Rabbi Shia suggested that, but Rabbi Imi would not agree, and the rest of the Bnei Yishim also wouldn't agree with him. They wouldn't pass on that. They wouldn't be matir. Ilulayt Omar Rabbi Yaso. If not for the fact that Rabbi, now you could read it just like this. Ilulayt Omar Rabbi Yaso. If not for the fact that Rabbi Yaso has already said the name Rabbi Yochanan, that there's Bissel Baroy. So therefore, they have to agree with him. Yeah. In other words, if not for Rabbi Yaso, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have uh, passed on like that. They would have said very nice to hear what you want to say, but we don't agree with it. We're not. So then the Gemara asks, Veloy Masni Sahi? But isn't it our Mishnah? Why do you need to come on to Rabbi Yasa? Is it not our Mishnah? Why, why, why is it our Mishnah? Because our Mishnah says, If a person weaves a Madayasit of, of, uh, of um, wool of a Bukhar into a beggar, you don't have beggars. Why do you have to talk about a chut? Why do you have to talk weaving a, a chut, uh, um, a uh, thread into there? It must be the only reason why it's not bottom. Yeah, if it would, if it, if not for the fact that it was, it was, um, if not for the fact that uh, it was, it was a chutz. If it would have been just tamer, then I know you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to be uh, yudalik abegad. It would be bottom barov. The only question you could ask is about how do you know it would be bottom barov? Maybe it would be bottom for for mosayim. In other words, maybe even Rabbi Meir would agree with Bermot Sayyid. But I suppose it's really asking, because according to the Chachomim, why do you have to be talking about, uh, according to the Chachomim, why is it Yad of Echad of It's tough, even in the Chachomim we're learning this deal. Because it, you can probably ask questions on this. I mean, I, I can see a question already. But we're being with from the Chachomim. The only reason why we need Bosel, Bermot Bissel, Bermot Sayyid, Bissel and 1 in 200, is because it's a Malay Asit, because it, um, it, it's. Um, Sorry, it's, it's, it isn't the Chachom, this isn't the Chachom speaking. Rather, it's just saying, the fact, the reason why you don't have a is only because it's already a Sechut, it's already made in a Dovah Choshev. If it wouldn't have been there, if it would have been just Semer into the, into the, uh, mixed with Semer, and the Chachom would be possible. It may be a little bit of a job, but that's what Rabbi Chiyo is saying to Rabbi Imi. In other words, isn't it Maduik from the Mishnah? Why do you have to say it? It's not for the fact that Rabbi Asa already said it, can't you learn it from the Mishnah? So Amadeus so Rabbi Imi said to him, Idu itasfat tamon, if you would have answered the question from there, is Havosyos. That, that's the way I want It's mixing together a few Pshotim, I mean a few different Pirushim, but that's, to me that fits very nicely. Is Havosyos, it would have been fine. In other words, when you just answered, the person brought a shayla one and eight, and you said that's perfectly fine. We didn't know where you were getting that from. Had you explained yourself that you were bringing it from the Mishnah, we would have agreed with you straight away. That's the way... Um, that is, as I said, another way of explaining it, putting together a few bits and pieces of, of other Pirushim. 
So you can take your pick. You've either got the shot of the gun, which does need, you do need to make one or two uh, character changes. But uh, once you've done that, it's just a simple essay as, as you would normally learn it. The shot is, that's Rebbe Chia asked a question. He said, Bittel Barov, it's not Bottle Barov. Even one in eight, they wouldn't be Mavatel. So, um, so, the, so, the, so the question was, well, why are you asking from, from, the, from that brighter? And Mishnah is, is, makes it clear you, you, even, uh, there's no Bittel Barov. And he said, no, because from the Mishnah, it's not, from the Mishnah, it's Tucker, not a question. Um, Because the Mishnah is Taka only talking about a thread. So therefore, that's why he, he did very well to ask Dafka from the Brighter, where the Brighter is talking about Sema. That's the way the Gaon learns it. The way we've sort of explained it without changing the Gersa is that Eswe means that Rabbi Chiyo responded to a Shoyal. He explained, he said to him, one and eight is perfectly bottom, whether that's a magnum need or whether that's just the, the scenario depends on what, it may depend on the Gersa again or the way of understanding the Gemara. But either way, they wouldn't agree with him on that. If not for the fact that Rabbi Yasser had already said that it's Bittelbar... <coughs> you've got Bittelbarot. By the way, all this part, by the way, so far is Marash Cyrilio's. So Rabbi Chia said to him, he said, Rabbi Chia said, but isn't it our Mishnah? You can be medayagate from our Mishnah. Because the only reason the Mishnah says Yudonic is because it's been made into a chut. If not for that, surely you'd be able to have Bittelbarot. As he said, it's a little bit of a jump because you could have said, no, maybe it's Bittelbarot and Mosai. Perhaps, though, the, the, the Nakuda is, because of Mimonashok. Either we use Bittel Barov. If you don't use Bittel Barov, then what we're saying is that why wouldn't you use, why wouldn't you use Bittel Barov? It's because it's a Dabba Chosho. So if it's a Dabba Chosho, that's why you don't know, There wouldn't be one in two hundred, maybe, is because because the Tzemer, once it's not Chosho enough to say Yedonik, then if it's not Chosho, then you can use Bittel Barov. A, a little similar to other things we've found when it's not Chosho. That, that, that's the Diokal Koponimus where the Maharaj Cyrilio says, he says, surely I can back out from the, from the, uh, from the Mishnah, and Rabbi Imi, this part is not quite the Maharaj Cyrilio's uh, shot in the last bit, but there is uh, somebody who explains it on this. It, it, it talks about Tamon, if you would have answered it from the Mishnah, we wouldn't have had any problem, that would have been very good, but you didn't explain yourself properly. Continues on the Gemara, we're now on Yudches on the base, Tamon Taninon, we've taught over there, um, in other words, we, it's actually in Tamura, but we say, Eidoenan is dropping, we've got a group of things which they have to be burnt. With Taninan, we've also taught, Eidoenan Ikbarin. There are certain things which have to be buried. And, Hocha at Omar Yisarfu. Over here, you say that they have to be burnt. In other words, it's actually asking on the case of Seor of the Nozim. In the case of the, the hair of the Nozir, um, we said in the Mishnah that if that gets woven into, into, um, it's actually Petachamar as well. If you take a look at the Tamura, you'll see that you've got Adrian and Shop and those which need to be burnt, and there are some things which need to be buried. Two of the things which have to be buried are the sale of the Nozir, the hair of the Nozir, and the Petachamar. Anything to do with the Petachamar has to be buried. And yet, in our Mishnah, we're saying if you, weave it into the Begad, the hair of the Nozir, or the Petachamur, then, not into the Begad, into the sack, into the sack, you have to burn the whole lot. But I thought, it's not one of the instructions, it's one of the things which has to be buried. So, Amar Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon answered, come the sack, come the seor. 
There's a difference whether it's been made into a stack or whether it's still just hair. Ma bin stack, ma bin say, ask tomorrow what's the difference whether it's a stack already or whether it's hair. So I'm Rabbi Hanani Braid Rabbi Hillel, Rabbi Hanani Braid Rabbi Hillel said, Sak Mostui the Khatit Akharov. If it's already a ready made sack, it's very likely, it's very frequent that people will dig it up again and they'll come to have an oil from it. So that's why you have to bury it. That's the case in our Mishnah. It's already been woven into a sack and people see it being buried. They may not know why. Or after a while they'll find it with their sack, uh, sack detectors and they'll take it up and they'll use it. So if you've got to bury it, get rid- uh, you've got to burn it, get rid of it completely. Whereas Seor, when it comes to hair, People don't start digging up the hair of a Nazi or the hair of a Pesach. People aren't going to start digging it up. So you just bury it. On the contrary, it's better to bury it because the ashes, the Adrian on the top, and I think the Bishar also about not even the ashes. Um, that's why they've got to be buried. So you can bury, you don't have to worry about people digging it up. Rabbi Shem ben Lokish on Arish, Lokish gives a different answer. He says, Kan be Mikdosh, Kan big Budim. He says, with regard to the sale of the Nazi, at least, the case of the sale of the Nazi, um, the reason why we learn over here it's got to be burnt, is because we're talking about in the Mikdosh. We're talking about like he did. What, what, what's the din of, of a Nozir? A Nozir ends up, uh, at the end of, let's see, comes to the end of, I don't know, 30 days, whatever it is, he has to shave his head, and you burn the hair. You put it under the, under the uh, korban, and you, you burn it there. Under, I think it's the Shlonim, as I said, and you burn it. Plus the din. That's what, that's what our mission is referring to. You took that hair, which has been shaven off the nozit in the Beit HaMikdosh, and you wove it into a sack, so we say, right, burn the whole lot, that's the din. The Mishnah in Tamura, which lifts it under the Eduin HaMikborin, is talking about Bikvunin, a nozit who did Shalokadin, he shaved his hair, his head outside the Beit HaMikdosh, so there the din is, you bury the hair, because he didn't do the correct thing anyway. So it's two different cases. Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Chanino, Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Chanino, he says, no, both can be talking about in the base Hamikdash. But can be nozitahar, can be nozitameh. If it's a nozitahar, he's finished his naziris and he shaves his hair. So then, what do you do? You burn it, as we said. You put it under the door, you put it under the under the carb, and you burn it. That's the din. Therefore, that's why I mentioned talking about it. It was woven into a sack. So you, bur- you, you burn it. When do we say it's to be buried? That's if he became tome. So you have to sh- shave his head and start again. So what do you do with that hair? The answer is you bury it. After the Gemara... These last two answers are very nice about Mikdosh and Nozit Torah. So that's all very nice for the sale of the Nozit. But the whole Tanino surely we've also learned in our Mishnah, Petah the hair of the Petah And in our Mishnah we say, if it's woven into a sack, you burn it. In Tamura we say, you bury it. So if Loch Mima, Kambi Mikdosh, Kambi Gvunim, with the Petah can you make a chiluk whether it's in the Mikdosh, whether it's outside the Mishnah Mikdosh, or Kambi Nozit Torah, Kambi Nozit Torah, whether the Nozit Torah, it's got nothing to do with the Petah and a canvas sack, canvas say, rather you have to stick with it. For that, at least you have to stick, and that's the answer which answers both of them, as we said, is it depends whether it's already been made into a sack, or whether it's still in its raw state of hair. If it's in its raw state of hair, you could just bury it, because no one's going to dig it up. If it's been made, it's, if it's been woven into a sack, several so burying it will not help, because somebody may dig it up, and therefore we say burn it. Omer Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Bun, Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Bun said, Hinda Tamar, Yisorif Sa'aray, he gives another answer, he says. That which our Mishnah says is to be burnt is sorry, because that's the hair. The hair of the Khamar, the hair of the Pesach Khamar, so you burn it. That's it. It's woven in Tesach, you burn it. When we say in Tamura the Pesach Khamar is to be buried, it's not about the hair. 
That's Gufa, the actual body, the actual animal, the Petachan, or after it has Arifa done on it, you bury it. It's two, talking about two different things. The hair you burn, and the body you bury. So there's no theory with the Petachan to start with. We then said, We said at the end of the Mishnah, we said, if you take hair or whatever it is from something which is actually proper hectish, it's properly Kaddish, even the smallest amount will be Makadish the whole baguette. You have to get rid of it. So you don't need Murasit. Rabbi Yosi Bishim Rabbi Yechanon. Rabbi Yosi said in the name of Rabbi Yechanon, Hador the Tamar, the Kotchim Shiyesh Lohen Matirin. I'll read the first of the gifts that we've actually got in the Gemara. That is only with Kotchim where there is a heta to them. In other words, what we call Kotchim Beta Kabayis. Something which is not Kotchim Sagov. It's not something which has been made hectic to go on the Mizbeach. And therefore, it's a Dovashish Lamatirin. You can be put you can redeem the Kadusha. So if that gets mixed up, if it gets mixed up inside a beggar, the little bit of a Dovash of a Kotchim which has Matirin, so we say it's bot, it's, there's no Bittal whatsoever because it's Dovashish Lamatirin. Dovashish Lamatirin, we don't allow Bittal. Because we say, instead of relying on Bittal, go say, wherever that hair is inside there, I've taken a little bit of hair from an animal which is Kodesh, and I've woven it into a beggar or into a sack. So take a little bit of money and see wherever that hair is, I'm being paid, I'm redeeming it onto this coin. We don't have to rely on Bissel. But with Kodshim, which the Kodshim is there, things which are actually properly Kodesh, they're going to, the, the animal which has been, uh, has been, he- been made hectic to be offered as a chatos, whatever it is, you can't be paid at that. So there, Surich and Sit. Then one would need the amount of a Merasit. One would need the amount of a Merasit. If you don't have that, then there would be um, then there would be bit, uh, bit sort of whatever it is, one in two hundred, whatever the amount may be. So he said, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi asked from our Mishnah, but Masnisa Pligo, but surely our Mishnah disagrees with that because we've learned Ha'orig Merasit Mitzemer Abachar. If somebody weaves into a beggar a Merasit, a uh, this right this amount of wool from a Bachar. Now, Abachar is a Dovah She'yesh Lo'matinin. According to Algirsa, it's a Dovah She'yesh Lo'matinin. And a person weaves it into a Beged, Yidolik HaBeged. The Beged has to be burnt. There's no Bittal. Ubachar, Lav Kekodshim She'yesh Lo'hem Matinin Hu? Isn't Abachar like Kodshim? Surely it is like, uh, like Kodshim, which Yesh Lo'hem Matinin. Now, you may be quite rightly thinking, it's not Kodshim Shish Lohem Matirin. If we're talking about a Bechur, which is a proper Bechur, so it's got Kodesh Sarkov. It's a Korban. It's not Dovah Shish Lohem Matirin. So the Mephoshim explains, the Marafulda explains, I'll tell you why it's Dovah Shish Lohem Matirin, for a different reason. Not because you can be paid it. What we mean to say is, because once you do Zeriko, and you offer whatever it is on the Mizbeach, then the Kayanim, it's water for them. They can eat it. Yeah? So, in which case, also the hair will become water. So, therefore, we're asking, surely this is Dovah Sheish Lamatirin. What did you say? You said, if it's got a Malayasit, and only if it's got a Malayasit, then there's no Bittal. But implying if there's less than Malayasit, then there will be Bittal. But why? Surely it's Dovah Sheish Lamatirin. Why do you have to rely on Bittal? Tell the Kayan to go ahead, deal with the, with the Bukhar. Once you've dealt with the Bukhar, then what, what, then, then what will happen? The Bukhar becomes, once you've done, you've shattered it, you've offered it, etc., etc., that's all to the Kayan. 
including the hair which is inside this sack. So why do we have to rely on Bittal? The Gemara doesn't bother answering it. And the Ma'ala Fulda says the reason why the Gemara doesn't bother answering it is because it's a very simple answer. Because the, what, when you offer the Korban and you deal with it, etc., etc., that is only going to help for the Mate what was there at the time when you were Makri of the Korban. The hair which was taken from it beforehand, during its lifetime, is also forever. It's Eilu Matiris. That's the way the Ma'arafulda learns it. And many ask on this and uh, sort of go to town. But I'm just explaining that's the way the Ma'arafulda, the Ma'arash Sirudi, I think he also learns along these lines. What the Gom does, really to get round these problems, is he changes, flips everything the other way around. And he learns it like this. I'll read it now with the, with the gears of the Gom. The Rabbi Yehudi B'Shem Rabbi Yehudi said, Hazad the Tamer, that which he said that Muktoshin of a Kachim Kolshin, that's the Kachim She'ein Lohen Matilin. Dafka with Kachim, which Einoem Matilin, they're very, very common. They're proper Kudush Atam is they're animals which are going to go on the Mizbeach, so the Kudush there is very, very common. So they're Makadish even Kolshin. Even the smallest amount of that animal, of the hair of the animal which is wearing into a beggar, the whole thing, that sack, the whole beggar, has to be burnt. No Mizbeach sit there. Aval, but the kachim sheyishlohem matirin. But the kachim which are a lower kedusha, they're kachim vedekabayis, where the isha is pitting. It's a lower kedusha, so there we're not as quite as machmir. We say tzurish and sit. Only if there's that minimum length of mila sit, five, ten centimeters, whatever it is, of thread in there, then we say there's no bittel. But less than that, we'll rely on bittel. It's to do with the level of kedusha. It's nothing to do with dovah sheyishlomatirin and the halachas of dovah sheyishlomatirin. The Hasev Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi, asked from our Mishnah. For Amas Nitzah Pedigal, but surely our Mishnah argues because we learned Ha'olik Madasit Mitzem Alabachor Babeget Yidolik Abeget. If you weave into the Beget this Madasit of of the the of um, wool of the Bechor into a Beget, you got to burn the whole Beget. But Bechor Lavka Kodshim She'ein Lohen Matin, and who he changed the Gersa to She'ein. As it happens, this bit perhaps you could read without changing the Gersa. You could possibly read it as Ubechor Shodi Abechor. Love is not. not. It's not a question, it's rather a, rather a statement. It's not like Kotchim Sheish Lohen Martiren. Rather, it's Kotchim Sheish Lohen Martiren. You could you either read it as like a question, then you have to change it to Sheish Lohen Martiren, or it's a statement. But either way, says the God, what the Gemara is saying is, a Bechur is Kedush Parkov. The actual body, I mean, it's, 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 if it's a Tamil at least, it's going on the Mizbeach. That's Kedush Shaham Mizbeach. And you're saying the only reason why it's not bottle is why? It's only because the only reason, sorry, why it is not bottle is because it's got a madar fit. But it's ain't no hematidin. It's got a very it's got a very uh, strong kadusha. That's the question. The question remains unanswered. Um is the Tony law the shame Rabbi Meir? Finally, the Gemara finishes off and it says the following. I'm not sure, by the way, I, I will just sort of point out. Um, that this presumably, the way we, definitely the way we just explained it according to the Gon, does not go with what the Rush said earlier. Because the Rush said we're talking about Abachor, which is a Baal Mum. It is a Baal Mum. Then it's, uh, it's no longer got the, the high level of Kadush. I mean, it does have a high level. Maybe, maybe that's still considered a high enough level. I don't know. But, uh, even according to the Ma'ara Fulda's Peshat, 
that the Bechor we said is a Dovosh, he keeps the ghost as it is, and it's a Dovosh Yeshle Matirim, because by being Makavit on the Mizbeach, it becomes Mutz to the Kernim. He says the same thing, it's even if it's a Balmum, he says you can still say it's, it's a Dovosh Yeshle Matirim, because you can chest it, and then it becomes Mutz to the Kernim. Obviously, like any Shechita. But uh, probably to keep it simple would be simpler just to not go with the Mar, know the Rash. But at least for the Gon, they, it may keep it simpler if you just say we're talking about a normal Bechon. And therefore the Gemara leaves it as a question. From our Mishnah, we seem to say that when we say Kolchem and the Kolchem and Kolchem, it is not talking about Dovo She'ein Lo Martinin, because that's a Bechon. That's the way the Gon learns it. Is the Tony Lo B'Shem Rabbi Meir? There are those who teach this part of the Mishnah the last part, which says that you got to, if you get to Malah, sit in the Begad, that's Rabbi Meir speaking, because we had, if you look at the ratio of the Mishnah, the ratio of the Mishnah says, if you die with Klipe Arla and Malah, sit, and then you thread into the Begad, Rabbi Meir says, the whole Begad you have to burn, the Chachom will say, it's bottom one in two hundred. The last part of the Mishnah, which is talking about the, the Bechur, and the Noz in the Pesach Amur, it doesn't say anything about Bittal one in two hundred. So who's speaking now? Is this Rabbi Meir? And which is not quoting the Chachom, but they would disagree, they would say this Bittal of one in two hundred, whatever the amount may be. Or, is there, for some reason, do the Chachonim agree in the Sefer that there's no Bittal? So, if the Tani Lord B'Shem Rebbe Meir, there are those who teach the last part of the Mishnah B'Shem Rebbe Meir, and say that the Chachonim would disagree, they say that it's Bittal. There is the Lord Tani Lord B'Shem Rebbe Meir, and there are those who do not teach it in the name of Rebbe Meir, they say it's the Chachonim. Even the Chachonim agree in the Sefer. So, says the Gemara, Man the Tani Lord B'Shem Rebbe Meir, the one who teaches it B'Shem Rebbe Meir, it's very good. Because Islay Asara Devorim Makachin. We've now got the ten things that Rabbi say, says is Makadish. In other words, it's like this. Later on, we haven't yet come to this, but we've possibly mentioned it. But later on, we're going to see a machlokas between the Chachomim and Rabbi Meir as to how many things there are that there's no such thing as Bittal. The Chachomim say there's only six things. Only six things. Right? Six special things. They're so harsh that they won't be bottled. But anything else is bottled. Maybe Akiva adds on a seventh one. Rabbi Meir says, no. Eshadar could admonish anything which is the death to count it. It's not bottle. And we have a machlokas there. Whether Rabbi Meir meant only that Rabbi Meir was saying there's ten things as opposed to six things. Or was Rabbi Meir saying, no, Taka, anything which you would count, even if it's not always count, is not, is not bottle. Mm-hmm. And the mice that happens, we support, I believe we support the Tzad which says ten things. And that's what the Gemara is going with here. We're going with the, with the Tzad that says there's only ten things. So we're saying like this. If you say our Mishnah, this last part of the Mishnah, is Rabbi Meir speaking, so then we've now we've got our ten things. What are the ten things? Well, you've got the six things that the Chachomim say. Right? The, the special Ramonim, Ramonim Badon, Ego Zeperach, etc. Six things. Plus, then you've got, says the God, go with the God here, you've got the three in our Perek, which is a Beged which you've died with Klipe Orla. Rabbi Meir says it's not bottle, because it's a Dovah Choshev, it's a son of which you count, a whole beggar. Somebody who weaves into a beggar the Menorah sit of Klipe Orla, that's our Mishnah we just had here, the first part of the Mishnah. He says, not bottle, not, it's not bottle 1 in 200. We also had a case of Chavile Tilton. If a person's got bundles of, um, bundles of, um, in fact, I think this case is still to come as it happens. Uh, yes, it's coming in just a little further on. Chavile um, Tilton is if you've got bundles of fenugreek of Kila Kerem and they get mixed up with bundles of normal stuff 
Again, Rabbi Meir says there, the whole lot you have to burn. The Chachom is saying, no, it's bottom one in two hundred. But Rabbi Meir says, no, bundles is something which you count, therefore it's not bottle. That's the third thing which he disagrees with them. That's number nine. Six of the, again, six of the Chachomim, which he obviously holds like them. And then the three where they disagree, so far we've had a beggar which you died with Klipe Orlo. If you weave into a beggar the Manasit of Klipe, uh, of a thread which has been died with Klipe Orlo, Chavide Tilton. Okay, the Chavide Tilton, that's nine. And then you've got the one over here. This last part of the Mishnah, with the, with the hair of the Petachamar, or the, or the, or the Bechar, etc., etc., that would be number ten. Because it's only Rabbi Meir speaking in our Mishnah, not the Chachomim. But, the one who says that the last part of our mission is not going, it's nothing to, to do with Rabbi Meir, it's the Chachom is speaking. So, man, um, yeah, man, uh, sorry, Shem Rabbi Meir, from where did he get the ten things of Rabbi Meir where we say that they're Makadish? Where did you get the ten things? You've got the six things where they all agree. You've then got the Chavide Tilton, as we said. You've got the Beged Chistavoy, the Klipi Ora, the first Mishnah in our parish. You've got this second Mishnah, the Rish of our Mishnah, which is, if you've got a Madasit, that's red. Where's the tenth one? That's only nine. So what are you going to tell me? Oh, but the last part of the Mishnah, because Rameh obviously agrees with that. Yeah, but that's obviously nothing, nothing to do with the ten things, because even the Chachomim agree with that, according to what you're saying. Even the Chachomim agree in that case, maybe because it's a, a, a Dabba Sheish Lomatilian, whatever the case may be, whatever the reason may be, but the Chachomim agree with it. It's not included in their six things. So obviously, it's not something which you can include in the six or ten things, because even the Chachomim agree with that. They said the six things, which are not bottled because of their Chashivas. And Rabbi Meir is saying, there's ten things which are not bottled because of their Chashivas. So he's going to have another four things where he says they're not bottled because of their chashivas. So Bishlam, if you say this last part of the Mishnah is Rabbi Meir, the Chachom disagrees, I can say that's Rabbi Meir. He also is not bottled because of the chashivas of the, the, the Semer, the Bukhar, whatever it is. But it's a Dabba Choshev. The Chachom is bottled because they say only those six things. But if you say this last part of the Mishnah is even the Chachom speaking, so it's nothing, nothing to do with chashivas. I'll prove it to you it's nothing, nothing to do with chashivas. Because if it's to do with chashivas, why didn't the Chachom list it as a seventh thing? So in which case, where did you get number 10 from? So answers the Gemara, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Akiva. We say that Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Akiva. And remember, Rabbi Akiva, you haven't actually seen this yet, but he says there's actually seven things. When the Chachom said there were six, Rabbi Meir added on the seventh thing. So Rabbi Akiva, Omid, Rabbi Akiva says, Atke Koresha Balabayis, also the loaves of a Balabayis, which are big loaves, and um, they're, they're not as home-baked, they're big loaves, they're, they're, they're Choshev, those would not be bottled if you've got loaves of, I don't know, um, of, of, of Tebel, which are mixed up with, with 500 times the amount of normal loaves, of Chulid, it wouldn't be bottled. That's the shit of Rabbi Akiva. So that makes up ten things. You've got the sixth of the Chachomim, you've got the seventh one with Rabbi Akiva, and then you've got the Chavide Tiltot, you've got the first Mishnah in Aperek, Begad Shetzavavik Nebi Orlo, and you've got this next Mishnah, the, the, uh, the Melachot, uh, which, which has been woven in, and the Madaqah, which has been dived with Kippi Ola, which has been woven in, that's the number 10. And that's it. And as for the last part of the Mishnah, it's nothing to do with uh, Dabba Choshev, it's not only Rabbi Meir, it's even the Chachomim. That's how that Manda Omar would explain the Mishnah. And with that, that brings us up to the next Halacha, Halacha Gimel, which, as Hashem goes into the next year. Have a very good Yom.